Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Boys Don't Cry? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the watchers, watchers of movies. Hello. Hey. <laughs> So I, I just said, hey, that's changing it up. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, so guess what I watched? Finally. Mm, let me think. Finally? Finally. Yeah. Blazing Saddles. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, you haven't? No. It's, uh, so my friend came over and we watched it. And um, it's really funny. It's funny. I really liked it. Like, yeah. I think if you like Mel Brooks, you should definitely see it. I do like yeah. Mel Brooks. Yeah, I think you'd like oh, it. I'll check it out. Who's in it? Uh, Gene Wilder. Ah, uh, yes. And, you know, I don't think I really know anyone else. Okay. Um, but the, the entire time I was like, my God, that sheriff has a very symmetrical face. <laughs> I was like, he's mm. very handsome. Oh, Madeline Kahn also. Oh, okay. I love her. Sure. So, um, but yeah, it was it was funny, and I finally watched it after all this time. I like had started it before, but never like even got even like I think ten minutes into it. And my friend was like, "You need to see this. You're a fan of Mel Brooks." And then we ended up watching all these videos by this woman named Lindsay Ellis. Have you ever heard of her? She's like a YouTuber. No, she is. <clears throat> she's really good i don't know <clears throat> i guess there was some scandal about her i don't know i don't know what i don't know what happened so i don't really know anything about her other than what i've seen but i was really impressed with her video she's like really comprehensive she includes a lot of different clips from a lot of different stuff she's she really knowledgeable reviews. um kind of so she was talking about the producers and how um mel brooks does a lot of um jokes about like making fun of hitler and stuff like that oh, yeah. yeah and um just she but she was talking about like the history of like anti-semitism kind of like talking about like within world war ii and stuff like that so it was pretty interesting she was it was really comprehensive and i was like and my friend was like, we'll watch like 10 minutes of it. And like, it was 40 minutes long. And I was just oh, like nice. sitting there wow. like my hand, <laughs> like my hand under my chin, just like enraptured. I was like, no, oh, no, no, wow. no, don't change it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the whole 40 damn minutes because cool. I, it was very, yeah, it was so. Um, I'll have to look her up. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I also started watching The Great too. Oh yeah. How'd yeah. you like it? Um, it's, it's kind of funny, mm -hmm. like a dark, I mean, <laughs> Nicholas Holt is, plays these little shits so well. <laughs> and Peter, King Peter is such an asshole. I mean, what a psychopath. Like yeah. he gets even worse in the second episode. Cause you said you only saw the first I one. Watched, I only watched the first one. Yeah. yeah. He's even worse in the second one. And I mean, you know, I don't like to use the term psychopath lightly, but I feel very comfortable using the word psychopath with him because he has like no empathy whatsoever. Yeah. It's, he's like, I want to kill my queen. And they're like, don't do that. And he's like, no, I think I will. And they're like, Maybe just give it a minute because she just got here. Can you just calm down? Like, we don't kill your. She's like, she's boring. I don't like her. And she, he reminded me a little bit of Christian from Denmark, but with like none of the excuses of like having, having mental, mental illness, illness. Just, just being a fucking psychopath. Just you mean. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was, uh, that was, um, interesting, interesting show. So yeah. I'm, 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 I guess I have three seasons. Wow. Yeah. Geez. I know. Oh, interesting. So I might watch more. I'm not sure. I don't. It didn't like. I did like it. 
I don't know if it pulled me in so much to the point where I'm like, I can't stop thinking about it and I need to watch more. You know, yeah. it's more like, eh, if yeah. I watch it, cool. If I don't, I'm not upset about it. But, Bear, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he answered you. Wow. Nothing. He's playing with the metal door. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, He's I don't know. trying to open it. <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch it, honestly. I was a little bit, like, I have, like, this dirty factor. Not, like, I'm not talking about, like, sexual content. I just have, like, a how, like, dirty do I feel after I watch it? Dirty as in, like, <laughs> dirty as in just, like, like depressed almost. Yeah, yeah, no, and I totally get it. And the first episode, well clever, and I do really like Elle Fanning. I just felt, like, too kind of, like, like dirty yeah it gets worse and and i i think i think it's just it's just like maybe heaps a little bit too much sadness into me i can't really describe it any other way and uh so i don't know if i'll continue watching it but i i appreciate it and it, you know i just i'm like i have to weigh like how am I going to feel? When, is is how I'm going to feel when this is done worth watching it, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's just my own personal thing. It's like thing. whenever it's not... I watch The Sinner, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's kind of that factor that, I, that, that made me just be like, you know what? I can just find other shows to watch. And, yeah. and I like, you know, it's not gritty, I don't think. I like gritty shows that may make other people. Because I think, because I really like Breaking Bad, and I think Mike said, something similar about breaking bad that like it kind of like made him feel too dirty afterwards right and and i was like yeah but i so i feel differently about that so i think it's just a personal taste almost not an indictment on yeah the no piece i of totally work. get it it's i just, totally yeah. get it yeah mm-hmm. any show or movie that has to do with court just stresses me out so <laughs> much i'm like yeah. these people are like literally fighting for their lives like you like if you don't win the favor of the king or queen you're fucked and like it's i mean it's i have like hair on my mouth okay <laughs> what you're is going on with me <clears throat> i'm like hair on my well like you know anyway um so but with the sinner i it, it makes me it does make me feel like kind of like depressed and shitty afterwards but it's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's worth it you know what i mean yeah except for the second season the second season was just really disappointing compared to the others um but man i mean the first one like pulled me in so much that i was like it was one of the best written seasons i had ever seen of like anything you know the show cardinal i've talked about with billy campbell um I feel like the center and Cardinal could kind of go hand in hand as far as how they like work out and stuff like that and how they go about their storylines, you know, but I think that the, I would say Cardinal is a little bit better only because there's a consistency with how good the seasons are, whereas the center kind of has like a really great strong first season and the second season is like kind of stupid. And then the thirds, it was fine. It was good. It just wasn't as good as the first, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. What is, what is Something's it? rattling. Yeah, I, I know. don't know what it is. I noticed that. Have somehow. you heard, so, um, did you, have you ever seen When Harry Met Sally? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, Many yeah. times. I own it, yes. I, me too. And uh, Mike had never seen it. Uh-huh. So we wa- he watched it for the first time. We watched it did on Saturday. Did he like it? He did like it. It's fun. And um, I hadn't seen it for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. So it was kind of almost like watching it new because there were so many little parts that you, you know, I didn't remember. 
And uh, it's just such a fun, like, smart movie. It is. And it's cute. I I was talking to him about... um, So, last week's episode when I talked about Center Stage, about Charlie. (laughs) Well, after the movie ended, Mike and I were talking about the movie a little bit. And I was like... something's still rattling. Maybe it's weird. What's this? There we go. Clear, Clear the decks. Well, I was just talking about how Billy Crystal is not my idea of a typical romantic lead, but he makes it work, and it's believable in yeah. When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And I think that's impressive, because he he just isn't a romantic lead, you know? No, I know. He's like, <laughs> so. yeah. he. The thing is, I think, about When Harry Met Sally is that it's not like these two people meet and after three days they're like, oh, we're in love with each other. They've known each other for years and years, have gone through ups and downs with each other. They're really close, you know? And then they finally realize, like, when they finally sleep together, they realize, like, oh, actually, I might have deeper feelings for you. So it's, it it always feels like when it progresses, it feels natural. Yeah. What is rattling? <laughs> uh, it's fine. Okay. Maybe it's your water cup. I don't know. Is it empty? No, it's probably not that. So yeah, so he liked it then. Yeah, yeah. he did. That's good. I was yeah, I was glad. I wasn't sure how he. I wasn't sure how he would feel about it because it's it's a romantic comedy and he, those aren't really like movies he gravitates towards. But he does appreciate. Same. He appreciates smart work. I think mm-hmm. to put it just to put like a to define it a little bit more. And I think he appreciated it because it was smart. Isn't it? Is it Rob Reiner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing. Yeah. Rob Reiner usually does. Didn't he also do um, Princess Bride? Yes. I almost said so, Breakfast at Tiffany's. So we were watching. <laughs> I have to say this because I've been <clears throat> chuckling about it all week. So I have the DVD. So I brought it over because it was like fifteen dollars to rent. So I was like, "What?" I said, <laughs> "Movies from like the I know early it's 1989." 90s. And I oh, said to him, "1989? It's not even the 90s. Don't rent it. I own it." So oh, anyway, we were watching the DVD extras, <laughs> and they had uh, a little documentary with Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron both doing Talking Heads, and, and Mike said. So those two banged it out, right? And I was like, oh, most definitely. Because the things they were saying, they had separate, they weren't sitting together. Right, they had right. separate talking heads. But the things they were saying about like men and women and what inspired the movie, and I was like, big time. They definitely <laughs> had to. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know, well, you probably do. Do you know who Tessa Virtue and Scott I think it's Muir are. Oh, the ice skaters? Yeah. yeah. Like, every time I watch them, I'm like, there is no way that these two are not <laughs> fucking. I'm sorry. But, like, their chemistry is, like, it's like watching them have sex while they're ice skating. Like, they're so, it's so palpable. I'm And I, like, read a, a thing. They're like, no, we're not dating. And I was like, mm-hmm, you might not be dating, but you're definitely fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, like, it's, I mean... You could like feel it. Like you're like watching it and you're like, am I getting a little horny here? Because, um, woo! (laughs) Do you know what I mean though? (laughs) Maybe. I mean, I don't know if I've ever done that, had that reaction. (laughs) Uh, But it is hard, like when you see a dance couple or an ice skating couple or anybody doing a pairs, more of a romantic pairs routine it's hard to think of them being platonic because 
you have to be so vulnerable with the person you're with oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh anyway uh so did you want to talk about the movie let's do it okay so first thing i wanted to mention so there is a, a woman who has a show called true crime cases podcast true crime i can't talk true crime cases with laney and she did an episode on brandon tina so i wanted to give her a little shout out because hey girl we talked on instagram it was pretty cool uh she also does uh Crimes of Passion, so whoever is listening right now and they love true crime, you should go check out her stuff because she's awesome. She's got a great voice. But so she did an episode on Brandon Tina and she included the actual um, recording of the sheriff talking to Brandon. And it is like... I mean, I think they did a really good job in the movie because it was basically like the same... Oh, really? Same thing. But listening to that was so disturbing and heartbreaking it was like what the fuck is wrong with this guy you know and did he get in trouble so i actually wrote down a bunch of like notes about the true story um and i think that let's see um i might have not i might have not written about him but i don't think he from what I sound like, so I read it on Wikipedia because I was like, even though <laughs> um, I don't think that that's a great way to research, but I just wanted a quick little like rundown of what happened, you know, um, it sounded like he ended his life or he not ended his life, but he sorry. No, not that way. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I meant that towards the end of his life, he was working as, as a bus driver. Oh, okay. so he wasn't working as a cop anymore. So maybe but like there is uh she also says laney also says that um he had actually told tom and john that there was a rape charge against them instead of arresting them so good job dude Mm, yeah (laughs) like (laughs) well i mean in a night like i mean this sarcastically but what do you expect in a town that has like what 1500 people i know it's i mean you know everyone's friends with everyone everyone's quote unquote looking out for everyone you shouldn't be (laughs) looking out for these guys i mean that's what i mean like so what did you think of the movie or wait wait should we let's do a little synopsis first yeah okay a snaps okay you want me to do it or you want to do it go ahead okay Okay, so Boys Don't Cry is about, it's a true story about a transgender man named Brandon Tina who was murdered by two men, um, sexually assaulted and murdered by two men. Um, It's an incredibly sad story that definitely could have been prevented, and it's just like, it's it's just so upsetting. Um, (laughs) There's my cat meowing in the background. (laughs) So... What did you think of the movie? Uh, I I liked it quite a bit. Um, the first three fourths of it, I liked it. I, I found it to be compelling. It's a, it's a good story. Really good performances. Really good performances. I I could totally see why Hilary Swank won the Oscar oh, for, for sure. this role. She was for phenomenal. Sure. And Chloe Sevigny was also really. Is good. that how you pronounce her name, Savigny? That's how I decided to pronounce it for this episode. But I don't actually know. I always pronounce it Savigny. Okay. <laughs> I, t- I, I, I was like, I don't. Know. Oh, do you have do you have brand no, new information about how to pronounce it? I don't it? know. No. I, I don't know much about her career, so I don't. I don't think I've seen 
much of people saying her name you know yeah. so I've i just, seen a I just lot say. of her stuff like not intentionally though just she's just in a lot you know mm-hmm. um, well um so anyway i i think it's a really hard watch yeah oh, big time so i want to say i like the movie i think it's well made but at the same time it that feels like almost wrong to say that i liked it because it's so harrowing at the end it really jumps up and yeah before i watched it on monday i looked on the wikipedia page for something and i can't remember what it was um and maybe it was because you had i had learned that it was based on a true story and i didn't remember that or maybe i never knew that and i wanted to see what uh the original what brand like the real brandon tina looked like or something there was something that led me to the wikipedia page and i saw that it was going to be like they they were almost going to rate it nc-17 and that sort of freaked me out because then i read further that there was a sexual assault and i thought if i'd have known this i would never have agreed to do the movie i had no idea that there was a sexual assault in this I movie didn't either. i had no idea that they almost rated it nc-17 and so i kind of freaked out a little bit and i actually read the synopsis because i was like well <laughs> i read the synopsis and then i also went to a website that mike introduced me to that is kind of comedic but i've used it sometimes for things like midsummer uh, it's called Kids in Mind, and it's like oh. a, like they look at movies with like a fine tooth comb and give every like sex, nudity, violence, gore, anything. And so I kind of like did a brief read, and I was like, oh wow, this might be really hard to watch. Yeah, but I of course watched it anyway, and um, it was really hard to watch at the it end. It was, yeah. But I, like I said, the first three fourths of it I found to be so compelling and just a i mean good movie you know i I think it was well made and i think you know in a perfect world i don't know if i agree with them showing so much of the sexual assault and i didn't watch it i turned away and i heard it but i chose not to watch it with my eyes because why do i need to you know i totally understand i think i don't know i have different I, I don't know. I have feelings in my head about movies showing graphic sexual assault. On one hand, it's a real thing that happens to people. And on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know. I wish it was more implied and less shown. But anyway, I, yeah. I just made the choice not to watch it. And yeah. It was, and I could hear it, and it sounded awful. So It was. Um, <laughs> it was awful. It yeah. was awful. But I, I did really like the movie in terms of just its place in cinematic history Mm -hmm. the telling of the story the performances uh i think peter sarsgaard was tremendously talented as well yeah um very creepy yeah very creepy and becky from roseanne was in it so that was exciting (laughs) did she play candace okay yeah see i i've never really i didn't even know that i because i've never watched roseanne i never liked it roseanne really irritates me um, because I know who Chloe Savini is, and <laughs> I assume that it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I assumed yeah. it wasn't the mom, and I just, I don't know. I'm just really talented like that. I guess. <laughs> uh, Wait, <clears throat> is it Becky? Is Becky the sister's name, or is Becky the aunt's name? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I'm gonna look really quick. Okay. Um, Becky. Yeah, it's Becky. Okay. Yeah, I so. I had listened that true 
the true crime cases episode like a long time ago and then i watched so i don't remember what had happened you know um i like i knew that he had been killed but i didn't know about i didn't remember about the sexual assault so i um so i had watched it on sunday actually which is surprising because usually don't watch it that early but i was like i have a feeling this is going to be a really heavy movie and if i have an emotional reaction to it i can't like I can't, like, I can record on the same day, but, like, you know, I mean, I t- we talked about everything everywhere all at once, and, like, that one I couldn't even, there was no way I could have recorded the same day because I was such a wreck over that movie, which is funny because when I step back from it, I wouldn't say that I, like, it's really a movie that really, I really care about seeing again, but at the time it really spoke to me, you know? So, anyway, so this one I watched on Sunday because I was like, okay, give yourself some time if it ends up, you know, really affecting you, you want to be able to, like, just take some time to, like, understand it and, you know, seek out your feelings or whatever. So, that's why I watched it on Sunday. Um, And I did like it. I think it was really good. Uh, I think that this is a movie where... I don't know if I really necessarily want to see it again because of these really horrible, you know, sexual assault scenes. Um, But it's... I think that she did a fantastic job at this role. And, like, again, as you said, I can totally see why she won the Oscar because she did a great job. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. But, um, so I wrote down, like, a shit ton of notes, <laughs> of course. I was... I had wrote down that... So Brandon had been locked up previously by the mom for being transgender. Like in a mental institution or something did they say that in the movie yeah the the cousin said that he said that your mom like locked you up previously for being or i don't know like had locked him up previously oh yeah i I don't know if it was about being transgender or for some reason i thought he'd been to jail before because he was stealing yeah i think so i, I think didn't that think there was it was a, a lot mental of, institution okay i don't know i, I don't know because it was just a passing comment that the the cousin said that he locked up or the mom locked him up oh so i <laughs> i mean i think he had been in and out of prison for like for just like petty theft and stuff like that um i also think that this person had a, a hard upbringing and just like didn't really have anywhere to turn you know um but like what did you think of the cousin um i thought the cousin was a good character he was pushed to his limits i honestly i think i i don't think the cousin was a bad guy i think yeah. if you're perpetually giving someone another chance and another chance and another chance and they're perpetually messing up right like, eventually they're gonna run out of chances right um i think he didn't understand no i don't either that brandon felt like he was a man right um, but i don't think a lot of people i don't think what did it happen in like 1993 i think that was the real yeah, story yeah or something and like in that. like nebraska which yeah. is you know they're not on the c- middle america isn't really on the cutting of it ed- cutting of edge on the cutting edge of like accepting these newfangled things you know so I yeah. think that they were. I, I don't think he. I don't think he was a bad character. I think he was sort of like in the middle. He was a normal person, right? And I think he. He obviously wasn't 
totally uncomfortable with the fact that Brandon wanted to be a man right because he let brandon live with him and he he cut his hair he cut his hair and everything and he i think more than anything i think he just wanted brandon to make something of his life yeah and uh, i think he did say a couple times to brandon like you're a girl but i don't think that he was saying it in the same way that um the what's his name john and tom were, mm-hmm. were saying you know you know what i mean i don't think he was saying it out of hatred i think he was saying it in like because he said to him like stop stealing come straight home you know and and people chased brandon and like broke the window on the cousin's trailer and i think that yeah, would piss yeah. you off because he'd be like what did you do like why are they mad at you you know we don't know we never find out maybe no, no, it could no. just be Actually, homophobic it, it was um they were trying to beat him up for having sex with her sister. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So okay, so I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I think they were shouting it. They yeah, were like, you okay. fucked my sister, or whatever, you know. So, so I just think like I don't think the cousin was a bad guy. I think, I think he was just worried about his own safety. Yeah, and some, he was probably you know. worried about Brandon because yeah. you know I, he didn't understand what Brandon was going through, but Brandon also had some rough edges with the stealing and the lying and stuff you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i think you know 30 years ago uh there was not as much nearly as much knowledge as we have today about you know being transgender and i don't even know when that stopped being considered a mental illness um I have a feeling it was probably like the 70s or 80s because that feels like accurate for some reason. But um, so I wrote I wrote down that there's a there's a scene where Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner just playing in the bar. That was my graduation song. Really? (laughs) I know. I remember my friends were like. They're like, they should have, it was, I don't know, like the president of her whatever class. And uh, they were saying that they should have used, um, I think it's called Dare You to Run by Switchfoot. Because it's like, or Dare You to Breathe maybe or something like that. Because it was all about like growing and like changing and stuff like that. But then instead they chose like Tuesday's Gone and everyone was like, what the fuck? Why would they use <laughs> Tuesday's Gone? Like, that's a good song, but... It just didn't seem to fit. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it about a breakup? I think so. Yeah. Like, I have a hilarious story to tell. Yeah. Uh, my friend Amanda and I were in the car once, and that song by Switchfoot came on, and Amanda was like, I dare you to stop singing this song. And it, that's what I always think of when I hear that song. She was, uh, yeah, no, I um. I wake up in the middle of the night with like certain songs stuck in my head, you know, like, uh, I love it when you call me senorita. And I'm like, please stop, please, please, please stop. You know, it's like, but I just hear them over and over again at work. So, um, but so I, anyway, I thought that that was funny. Um, so I, wanted to talk about uh, John's relationship with um, oh my god Chloe Savani's character Lana yeah first of all I am not calling her Lana that's weird I don't like that it's Lana okay (laughs) it's like they're all like Lana and I was like please no this is bad Um, I wrote in big letters I have bad feelings about Tom and John and that was um but you knew the whole story didn't you 
but I didn't remember it. Oh, yeah, okay. remember I right. I heard it a long time ago. Yeah, so I rem I I mean I knew basically that Brandon was killed. That's all I knew. That's uh, all I remembered. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I was right. There was. <sighs> So Tom or John was talking about how when he was in prison, Lana was writing letters to him. I wrote, what kind of letters was 13-year-old Lana writing to a grown-ass John in prison? Because she was 13 when they were corresponding. And I am not sure how you felt about this situation, but I very much got a sort of um, <sighs> possessive vibe that he felt like he like owned her or something he seemed that way you know like he he seemed almost like when she was writing to him like and i think he like saved the letters and stuff like that and he's like oh she saved my life blah 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 and he was always like a little like touchy and kind of creepy towards her so i'm like okay so he's he's much older than her you're assuming at least like maybe 10 years older or something either way she is a child who is writing to a grown-ass adult in prison. First of all, where the fuck is the mother in this? And why is she not going, uh, no, child, you're not going to write a grown-ass man letters in prison, you know? I mean, I think, like, I fuck Lana's mom, honestly, because she sounded, she was like, I, I was not a fan of hers by the end. I was like, fuck her. She's the fucking worst. I fucking hate her. Like, anyway. Um, but, like, like it was just like so he was just so creepy towards her you know yeah i agree i i feel like her mom i mean just this is just speculation i think her mom may have encouraged her to write letters to him Uh, yeah maybe i assume that they were super innocent letters she was probably just writing to a guy that was a friend of the family because the mom like you the mom was like totally checked out and right. oh totally. she kind of treated him like alcoholic i think like he was her kid almost right and so i think maybe she viewed them as like like oh write to him like he's your brother right but he's obviously has problems because he's a in prison yeah and late you know like b later in the movie he commits murder so and he's, he's a rapist he's, and also like he's so volatile in the movie oh yeah so he i mean a 13 year old writing an innocent letter to somebody who it probably feels kind of like a brother would not be anything sexual but he could take it that way and i right. totally agree with you that he seems super possessive he seems kind of like almost like grooming yeah possessive and, yeah. and when he found out that brandon and her liked each other he sat down with brandon and he's like just remember this is my house you know and it wasn't his house was it no, it was lana's well, he, mom it was lana's mom's house but earlier in the movie he told brandon that they were more of a family to him than his real family and that house felt more of a home right to him right and he had a daughter that was there sometimes right yeah and so i i yeah i just think it like the whole situation was really messed up because i think the mom she I, the mom was totally clueless about his behavior towards lana yeah i think yeah i think the mom i think that what you 
what you're saying is right. I think she was checked out. I think she was probably an alcoholic, personally. She seemed like she was. Yeah, she yeah. seemed like she always had a drink in her hand. They were constantly... The, so, we've talked about like how cigarettes are kind of like sexy in movies. In this movie, I didn't feel that way. I felt really grossed out by well, the cigarettes. Well, I mean, I feel like you could <laughs> smell this movie. And yes! Yeah, that's not... That was it. It it's was not like, sexy. It smells... You know, this movie smells like 30 years of nicotine. Yes! It, that's exactly it. Like, I, I felt like I could smell the film. Like, if I felt like I walked into that house, I would have been like, oh my god, what? how much are you guys smoking in here? Yeah. Like, you know? So, I... Okay. Oh, I wanted to say that um, I thought that Chloe Savigny was poor man's evan rachel wood there was a lot of shots where i was like is that that looks like evan rachel i mean <laughs> i knew who she was look, the whole right, time they do kind of look alike i've never thought they looked alike until this movie i think it's her particular the particular look of the character in this movie she, yeah yeah it was, it was interesting yeah everyone everyone seems to have like just some just sort of like there's like a serious lack of like education in this place you know um like a lot of these people are working like blue collar jobs not that there's anything wrong with that or anything um but and i think that that's really evident too when they find out that brandon is you know biologically female and there's just like a lack of understanding as to um how he's feeling and stuff like that you know uh Oh, I wondered. I wrote down how are Candace and John related? Were they related at all? Or I didn't think so. Okay. Were they? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think so. But okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Because so she was Candace was not a real person. She was actually like a um, like a figure for a different person because three people actually died. Did you know? Yeah, you know this. You read the Wikipedia page. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't understand why they didn't include that in there. Why didn't they include the third person? Maybe just a not, not enough time or something like that. But. Yeah. I assume when you're trying to tell the story on, a, on, when you're trying to make a movie, you know, the last thing you want to do is bog it down with, with too many characters. Yeah. Totally. Um, you want to keep it as succinct as possible. You want to trim, anything yeah. unnecessary so yeah you new know. year's eve writers you listening yeah well unless it's an ensemble cast <laughs> and even then it could go badly but so i think it's you know whatever cut out trim trim characters that don't matter give yeah, more responsibility really to one character like make one character an amalgamation of multiple characters right as long as the point gets across mm -hmm. because at the end of the day this is a movie based on a true story it's not the true story right so i don't i don't in my i mean i don't think it was a problem that they didn't tell the exact no i don't details. either i think it just uh, but I do think that it adds to just how how horrific the crime is. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, it's already a very horrific crime. But then you add the additional two extra people who were totally innocent and were killed just like in the crossfire, you know. Mm -hmm. And I mean, ugh, man, it's so messed up. Like, um, oh, did you know? There was like so. There's a scene where they pull up to those girls in the car, and they call them wall people. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, I was wondering if you had any insight on that because I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" I don't know. So, you know, um, they just pull up to like a 
truck full of like yuppie valley looking girls right yeah who like started taunting them and calling them wall people i have no idea yeah it seems like it's a derogatory term either way it seemed like it yeah i think it didn't seem like a very like they were like oh these wall people (laughs) yeah you know but now i'm curious should we look yeah look it up all right oh so according to urban dictionary it's people who spend their whole day standing against the wall of the local corner store usually associated with white trash oh interesting interesting yeah that makes sense yeah okay interesting wall people interesting yeah okay that's definitely it's definitely more derogatory (laughs) um i got really nervous when brandon got his period yeah i did too (laughs) and i think like part of this movie i think there was a like an anxious factor even not even thinking about the fact that he was you know the ending was going to be so intense but just there was a lot of time where he was like kind of homeless but just not quite homeless right and you'd be like when is he is he going to get a shower like you know what i mean like you just think about stuff like that like does he have a place to stay he was staying at candace's for a while but it's just it just felt like there was just no stability in his yeah. life and that was hard to watch a little bit and yeah the, when he got his period i was like oh my gosh <laughs> i know I di- i'm glad that they included that because well i think on two levels like number one it's like what's he gonna do right uh and number two that's got to be incredibly difficult for um a trans man oh yeah you for know sure yeah they mention a couple times about the like the operations and, and the hormones and stuff because he was talking on the phone with his cousin and he talked about how expensive they were and he's like i'd have to work for years to be able to afford something like that you know and yeah so in the meantime and I, you know what i mean he was he was really going nowhere with earning money at that moment so right years is an understatement because he didn't even have a job so until you can get your act together and start like with stability and start making money like that is that surgery and and those hormones and stuff is it's just like never gonna happen for you you know so that would be incredibly difficult i think to have to go through menstruation oh yeah (laughs) yeah and you know he steals the tampons too yeah i thought so i thought it was interesting how everyone just really accepted him into like their world like accepted him staying over and i'm like is this like a normal thing that these people do because for me i'd be like no i don't know you you can't stay in my house (laughs) you know what i mean i'd be like i don't care who you are I do not know you and I'm not going to let you like because the first night that he meets these people he like ends up waking up on Candace's couch yeah. right yeah well there's a couple things so him and Candace and John played by Peter Sarsgaard got in like a little scuffle at the at the bar oh that's and right so they're that's like right. come with us come hang out with us so they took him like 70 miles away to to this you know do they go to a party that night I no, think they, so they went wait they took him like 70 miles away anyway and then he woke up in candace's house and later in the movie lana said something about how candace is always looking for her like the the father to the baby that she has oh, i know so i think candace you know like i don't know if she had a crush on him at the beginning but she definitely was like scoping him out i think because he stood I up think for her she, at the bar she thought and, he was cute yeah yeah, yeah. and and so because there's then, wait like let me interrupt. there's one scene where i think brandon says like well what's your name and she's like ah you know she yeah. like giggles so yep. yeah so she's like he's she's flirty, flirty you know? with him. yeah for sure for sure and i think also john being as 
scary is kind of like in control of that little group and oh for sure him and him and brandon sort of bonded over their like scuffle at the bar and like at the beginning it's kind of like endearing because they're fighting and he's like all right buddy you got us into this let's finish it and it's fun you know it was fun for a second and so i think john accepted him and therefore everyone else just fell in line yeah i think then no i think that's probably right yeah brandon was just such a gentle like a kind gentleman the whole time i know like he was so respectful and he was so nice and so thankful and appreciative and so i think there's also that aspect where he he wasn't being a dick or anything right right yeah it was easier to accept him as well because it was in the beginning it was like kind of sweet you're like oh he has a place to live he has these people that are more or less accepting of him and and then you it kind of starts crumbling and and you know falling apart and there was a there was a couple things i wrote where i was like is lana aware that he's transgender you know and there i don't think until they were having sex and then she noticed like the curve of the breast like uh, the shirt the the shirt yeah um but she was very accepting of of yeah. him you know and i and i really love that and i um i don't think that's what happened in real life i think she she dumped him mm-hmm. once she found out that he was transgender i wanted to talk about their sex scene since mm-hmm. you brought it up because i'm i'm waffling back and forth on if in my head i think she must have been a virgin yeah i was wondering that too don't know because it kind of seemed like if she didn't know exactly what she was doing she wouldn't because she didn't grope him at all yeah in a situation where you're like about to have sex there's just like it's a lot of hands going everywhere right and she didn't have that and so i assumed that she must have been a virgin to not know what she was doing and because i mean like she didn't even make an attempt to like touch his penis right she didn't do anything like that and then after when she saw like you said she saw his his, like breast but also like the chest wrap and Mm -hmm. then you see her touch his crotch and there's you know it's it's flat there right there's no bulge or anything and then at that moment i think she must have known yeah or suspected um well i was also uh, okay sorry go ahead (laughs) well no also like i so he was wearing a strap-on right and i don't know much about strap-ons but i'm just saying like he obviously has had to have sex with it before because i don't think you can just put one on and immediately be know what you're doing no i think that 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 was part of what um in the, the true crime cases that she said that uh his girlfriends were young, like 13. Okay. Yeah, oh. young. Yeah. I was and like, Ugh. So I think that... But it was a, it was a lack of experience. That's yeah, why that's he went I mean. after like, that. I yeah. think even even if he was... Even if he knew what he was doing with a strap-on on, I feel like you, if you had had sex before, you would be able to tell. Right. Is my just what I think. Well, I, th- you know. I was actually going to say that, too. I think that you... I mean, there is... you could feel the difference between silicone and flesh you know like yeah for sure yeah yeah um and so if she so we we don't know how old lana is i'm gonna assume like 19 
I feel like that's a probably yeah. She had a good an overnight age. job, so I think she probably was at least eighteen. Yeah, I would say nineteen is probably a good guess. Yeah, I mean, so she and she was able to like buy cigarettes. So I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the age. I, I'm assuming it was. Let's just assume in '93 was eighteen, um, but. <clears throat> But yeah, so I think I assume that she was at least over 18 or at least 18. Um, But I think that maybe you're right about that, that she maybe just didn't have the experience because because that's what it sounded like Brandon went after in real life was after women that are girls that didn't have experience. Because I think if if you're a female or male who has had sex with a man before or at least you know fooled around with the band before like you would know what you were doing and you would naturally right reach right. for his penis <laughs> right yeah yeah you know? yeah like, right like right. that would just that's just sort of what happens when you're fooling around with a man right and so right, yes. you know and so i thought it was weird that she didn't and also she like he totally undressed her and she didn't even attempt to undress him mm-hmm. and so that also made me think like she must not be very experienced because I think, you know, like when a man starts undressing you, you're not just like you stay fully clothed. You know what I mean? Right? Like, yeah. So, yeah. And that's I'm not I'm not trying to like it's not an indictment on the movie. I'm just saying like she must have been inexperienced. Did you? Uh, so I don't. Uh, what did you think of the sex scenes? Like, what did you think of them or her? I guess theirs. Um. Well, for reasons I just listed, I was a little bit uncomfortable because I think it's, I don't know how I feel about Hollywood only having the female totally nude. I think that's a little bit objectifying for women. Like, and I know that in this case, there was a reason, but I was kind of like, eh, it feels kind of like a reason to just show some boobs. (laughs) And that kind of like, it rubs me the wrong way a little bit, but I think... I have to forgive this movie because there's a reason why he didn't take his clothes mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Obviously, there's a reason. But I still think that they have to make her take all of her clothes off. And I don't know. That's just like a weird thing that I have where I'm like, whenever I see a movie where only the women, the woman has to like bear like her breasts, I think like, that's a weird choice, you know. But this movie yeah. made sense. This movie yeah. made sense. Yeah. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a perfectly lovely connection between the two of them though. I um I thought it was is romantic. Me too. Um he seemed to really care for her. I know. I love the like holding his hand behind her head. I was like, Oh my god, this is so cute. It was, like it was very yeah, they, very sweet and tender, romantic. Yeah. They had a, a really a really nice connection. I and, think so too. Um I, and I think it was it was really sweet how when it was all over he kept asking if she was okay, which also made me think maybe she was a virgin because right. he asked her multiple times and um, and then later the second time when they were in the car, I thought it was interesting that Lana wanted to to touch his genitals and he wouldn't let her and she got yeah. mad at him because she's like I want you to feel like you make me feel right and that seems more natural like I think that is the natural progression like right. first time she didn't really know what she was doing because it, maybe it was the first time she'd really ever gone that far mm-hmm. second time she was like you made me feel good I want to make you feel good and got mad because at that point he had told her he was her ma- uh, hermaphrodite right yeah he didn't say that he was he had a vagina down there he suggested that he had both Mm-hmm. And um, and then the third time when they had sex or fooled around at least, that one I didn't like because for reasons you well okay, 
on one hand, I thought it was nice that they got to be together as like, like with no lies between them. Me too. But on the other hand, I was like, Brandon was just brutally raped. Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> I don't. So have you have you ever read or seen um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo? Mm-mm. Okay, so there's a couple of very really messed up brutal rape scenes in that. I've read the books. I've seen all the movies. I've seen the sweet. Well, not all the movies, but I've seen the the Swedish ones, and I've seen the one with um, Daniel Craig and, and Rooney Mara. But then I haven't seen the newer ones. Uh, but she like the way that it's read that uh i think his name is steve larson the way that he wrote it was like this horrible horrible sexual assault happened to her and then and like she's tied up in the assault and then later she's like at a club and she has sex with a girl and the girl ties her up and i was like oh this would be like this wouldn't be something she'd be and she's like right. okay with it because it yeah. was a woman and that's what she like wrote, wrote in the thing and i was like I was like, it's pretty obvious you've never written a woman before because I think this would be super triggering, yeah. you know? And I I do I do kind of agree with what you said that um that it's interesting that that would happen directly after the sexual assault, but I also think that it's a little different because I'm not trying to compare the two. What I'm saying is that I think as far as like what Steve Larson did was like so out of touch and so like maybe just talk to a victim of sexual assault and see you know what i mean or any do anything you're uh, not getting it from the perspective of a woman you mm-hmm. know but in this case i feel like because brandon trusted lana that um it was more of a comforting thing than anything else than you know it being necessarily triggering you know what i mean i just think like like I totally, Everything, I totally see where you're coming from. All of the from. bruises, all of the cuts, oh, all yeah. the wounds on her body are still fresh. Right. Yeah. I would think sex would be the last thing on her mind. That's what I would think mind. too. I'm sorry. That was I'm <laughs> no, no. It, I mean, it's it, sex yeah. would be the last thing on his mind. Yeah. I think, and I thought that that was a little bit insensitive to suggest that even like because I mean, if you if you're married or you have a partner and you are assaulted. You're not going to go home and be like, I need to have sex with you right now. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I can't imagine it, you know? I, I mean, know. I think every experience, obviously, is going to be different. So, I don't... Th- I think that this is something where... I, I totally understand where you're coming from, but I don't know. I mean, you and I are so lucky in that we've never had that experience. We've never experienced sexual assault. Um, we are very lucky to have never experienced anything horrible like that. So, I don't know... Uh, to me i feel like i can't really give an opinion in that case because i just don't know i don't have the experience to back it up with a you know what i mean like i feel like everyone's different everyone's gonna have a different experience everyone's gonna have um a different way of wanting comfort from their other their significant others or family or whatever when it comes to a really horrible thing like this and it seems to me like Brandon didn't really have much of anyone other than his cousin who was kind of wishy-washy and understandably so because Brandon kept getting in trouble you know and then like those guys wanted to like fucking beat him up and like broke the window of the the uh, cousin's trailer and stuff like that so from the perspective of the cousin, I can understand that maybe you feel like your life's in danger as well, you know? Um, but I just, I just don't, I guess like 
what I'm trying to say is I understand where you're coming from, but I just feel like I don't know if I can really like give an opinion on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like it was totally movie-fied where they're like, the lovers have bit. to be together before the tragic ending. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I would have rather had them make out a little bit, uh, have like a lovely little make-out session, and then maybe have them talk briefly and say like, you know, I, I really want to... I really want to go further, but, you know, right now, let's just right do this and let's just cuddle and stuff because yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I put a sour taste in my mouth. Well, and I think because I think like, yeah, any, I just, I feel like it was unnecessary, but I understand what you're saying. And I think, right. I don't think you're wrong. I just feel like it was hasty. Yeah. Well, I also think that it's kind of strange too, because it's it's not just a psychological part it's a physical like wouldn't your body hurt he was he was bruised yeah all over his body he was cut um i would think that you would be in pain because you know like you were brutally raped by multiple people who didn't care how it affected you right maybe like two days before that right i don't think you'd want anything happening down there yeah that's a little while that's what i was that's i think more i think what i'm focused on as far as that scene goes less less the psychological and more the physical uh i not that the psychological wouldn't play a huge part well i think you're right that everybody acts differently and everybody wants comfort in a different way but i do think the physical would rule out in that instance yeah yeah you know it's very uh. it's, it's a little strange i think i think you're right though it is a little movie-fied it's like yeah. oh the lo- yeah it's like, like the, what you said like the romeo lovers and Juli- have to be together like yeah romeo and julia have a wedding night and then they die right <laughs> you know <laughs> and then they so die. <laughs> yeah so it's it's and i'm i don't mean to cheapen this because no. it's based on a true story but I, it felt like that felt like the most movie part of the storytelling to me mm-hmm. but like i said they got to have a moment between them with no lies mm-hmm. but i think the same thing could have been achieved with them just canoodling yeah i i think that if they were just kissing and cuddling the same thing could have been achieved i agree yeah i agree i think it, i mean hollywood's gonna hollywood you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. just what it does so um but i as far as their sex scenes go uh, other than that one, I thought that they were very sweet and romantic, and I, I, not to sound weird, but I enjoyed watching them. I mean, no, I thought they know, were. I thought yeah, they were. I liked it. They it were good. sweet because I think the two of them had really good chemistry. Me too. Yeah. And you also spend like so much of the movie up to that point really caring about Brandon. Oh, big and time. really wanting Brandon to to find something that yeah. is successful and and then you are appreciating La- lana through him and you see where lana comes from and you want her to find some place that, you know like they're kind of like each other's like port in this like big lonely bleak world that they yeah. live in you know and this movie was not a tourism guide for nebraska i'll tell you no. that no <laughs> No, I was like, okay, so going to check Nebraska off is a place I'll never go. I mean, <laughs> not that I ever bleak. wanted to go there they to begin with. They did a good with. job. Like, Isn't the, aren't the Ozarks in Nebraska? I thought those were in Appalachia. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. Well, look it up. I don't know if I care enough to look it up unless you want to. Okay, you're going to look it up. She's like, fine, I'll look it up then. 
<clears throat> oh wow so they're not where i thought they were but they're also not in nebraska the ozarks extend across five states missouri arkansas oklahoma kansas and illinois arkansas that's what i was thinking of interesting so let's talk about the car chase scene because mm-hmm. i wanted to throw hands at john i was feeling real angry about that well that would have gotten you nowhere <laughs> i know <laughs> but it maybe would have been satisfying but probably not um anyway so they're driving brandon's driving and a and a cop pulls up i was just like just just pull over like just pull over and john's like no no no, you can you can chase you can outrun them you can outrun them so run you know go on the uh the the shoulder where there's like all this dust all this like gravel on the dirt road he had him yeah. go down a dirt road right 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 yeah. so um and so they're going down this dirt road and brandon's like i can't see i can't see shit and john's like well that's fine because the car behind you can't see shit and he turned the headlights off. like john turned the headlights off of the car yeah yeah so it was like what the hell's going on it's like the middle of fucking nowhere so it's super dark outside you're lucky if you have a full moon and even that's not gonna help you much you know um and they finally get pulled over and brandon doesn't have like a proper license he had like stole someone's license charles brayman isn't uh, yeah well i think he created it i think it's a fake idea because they ran because he used the license number from his license as tina oh right 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 and just made a fake license with a male name on it and when they ran that number they saw he didn't appear at court and so on and so forth right right well they couldn't run the number because the computer was yeah, broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was until in the later. Cop car, yeah. the computer was broken. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh well, I can't run your license plate because or license because the computer's broken. And, and Brandon's like, oh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you can't, you can't, buddy. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but so it turns out they were driving next to a ravine and had no idea because the lights were off and it's the middle of the night mm-hmm. and it's all super dusty and john who i wanted to punch in the fucking face this little shit was like brandon it's all your fault you fucking asshole and then he like kicks candace out of her own car which is what it sounded like because she later went that's my car yeah i was like so he kicks candace out of her out of his or her own car and i think tom and brandon like all three of those and was just like bye i'm gonna go take lana to work or whatever that girl kate Mm -hmm. so lana kate and candace were kind of like a girlfriend group i forgot about kate and then tom and john were like the two friends who they'd gone to prison before and they were they were just recently back yeah warren from warren yeah <laughs> stop calling me warren my name isn't fucking warren <laughs> um, oh warren so they had just recently gone to prison and come back and they were they pulled over and like you after the cop left like you said john was like you know scolding brandon and right. brandon was like you told me to do it and yeah. tom i thought it was really interesting because tom who tom is like like tom was like at first meeting a loose cannon where you're like stay away from tom but john has this like gregarious charm where he Mm -hmm. kind of hides his craziness for a little while yeah because i was kind of on board with john right like i said and so like john is like wait just look at this really sarah i have bad feelings about tom and then i added later and john because it wasn't a john at first it was just tom so 
John is like blaming Brandon and saying it's all your fault when John, like you said, was encouraging him to do all that stuff. Right. And Brandon was like, you told me to. And Tom has now become the voice of reason. And he's like, Brandon, like trying to get Brandon's attention to be like, stop, because this is not going to end well for you, basically. Mm -hmm. And then John gets pissed, kicks them all out of the car and drives off with Lana. 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 (laughs) Kate, the girl, Kate. Lena Brandon is <laughs> like Brandon's like what the heck and Kate is like welcome to the psycho show like this is nothing new for them oh. John has done this plenty of times before he's volatile be- he's wishy-washy he does what he wants he goes back on his word on a moment's notice he's he's like a politician where he can never be like nailed down he'll do right. something wrong but he never would admit to it right and then they come back and pick up Kate because he has to take her and Lana to work and then Tom starts talking about like I'm the only one that can calm John down. What can I say? And then he's, then they start like this campfire, I guess. And he's like well, showing him oh all God, these like something nice about like, yeah, yeah. Well, Tom is like showing him these scars and he's like, John and I used to have these competitions while we were in lockup to see who could cut the deepest and draw the most blood. <sighs> and, Oh, just he's like scary guy. And he's like bragging about. It. He's like John could never cut as deep as I could, and I was like, oh wow, yeah. Um, you should be proud of yourself. Like what? Oh, that was so weird. That was so. Uh, and I think weird. like I mean, if I was Brandon, the thing is, I think one of the tragedies about this movie is that Brandon was at rock bottom, and yeah, he, big time. Because I think what happened in that scene, like that those grouping of scenes that we're just talking about is, is is a person who had options would think this is not the place where i'm supposed to be these are not the people i'm supposed to be with yes he had a thing for lana but at that point it's like these people are not john and tom in this situation is is not a good situation and i need to extricate myself from it but he didn't have any options and yeah. so that that coupled with his crush on lana caused him to stay and i think that that's maybe the where the tragedy really starts yeah is that i'm not suggesting it was his fault i'm just saying he didn't have a support system right to rescue him from this situation and and that is what happened was like the biggest red flag that you could ever oh yeah see. No, I, but he had no way yeah. like it didn't matter you can fly as many red flags as you want he had nothing you yeah. know and yeah that's i mean it's like women who are with an abusive husband you know like if you have nothing how do you how do you who rescues you it's, how do you get rescued? super scary yeah 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 so it's 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 um that's when the movie started becoming a little bit more tense and a little bit more scary Not that you can't almost. rescue yourself i just want to say that i just i understand what you mean though like it's yeah you don't I'm, have a support system i'm yeah it's really hard to rescue yourself when you have nothing yeah i'm not no suggesting one. it's I stand by what I said. I don't think I said anything wrong, but I'm just saying, like, I think if you're at rock bottom, it's it's really hard to get out of rock bottom yeah. totally on your own. I'm not saying people haven't done it, but I think it's hard. Well, it's it's difficult to get out of any situation if you don't have an emotional support system. Yeah. It's it's you know emotional support systems are so vital, um, and I because I'm so I'm seeing this. From, like, if I was Candace or whatever, or Kate, you said was the other girl, 
I would have just completely cut John out of my life at that I point. I would have too. There's like, no way I would. I would have been like, you left me on the side of the road in the middle of the night. Why would I ever want to speak to you again? Like, you are yeah. like a literal human of trash. Like, you are garbage. Fuck you. Get out of my life, you know? And I think that that's also <laughs> the tragedy for them is that they live in a town of, what, 1,500 people? Not a lot of people, yeah. And this is their friend group so Mm -hmm. how do you go out and find a new friend group in a town of that many people makes me so glad to live in a city (laughs) it's well it's just it's it's like everyone in their own way was a little bit trapped by john yeah uh because i agree with you i was i was like in this obviously in the movie the implication is this is not the first time this has happened right and i think he's a little bit scary so nobody everybody knew not to go double cross him oh yeah yeah. nobody spoke up and agreed with brandon when brandon's like you told me to do it you know what i mean right yeah so well yeah because i think well and i think that one of the issues with um cutting a guy like that out of your life is that is there going to be a significant like blowback or backlash exactly. because of doing this like yeah. are you going to suffer horrible consequences because you cut a, like a psychopath out of your life you mm-hmm. know yeah. uh, multiple psychopaths i'm including tom in this Big as time. well i mean yeah. he like they those are both bad 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 men you know and they are i mean ugh garbage people um but uh, hold on I have more. I have a lot of notes. Um, so I guess you want to start talking about like towards the end or whatever. Okay. Okay. So ugh, we're gonna have to talk about this horrible. So the the whole thing with um, them trying to like so they so he okay so Brandon goes to jail, tells Lana that he's a hermaphrodite, which I think is called intersex now. I think it's the I term. Think so. Um. Because he was in the woman's section of the jail. Right, right. And she's like, why are you over here? But also, Candace found, like, Candace found that he stole a check from her. Mm, Yeah. Then searched the bedroom that he had been staying and found the tampon wrapper and the blood stain on his jeans. Right. And then went and talked to Lana. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and Tom later... Or no, not Tom. John later found like the the strap on and everything. Yeah, yeah. In um, like a pamphlet about a sex change operation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of like this really like obvious trail of you know, uh, but what is just so scary? So he, so Brandon gets out of prison or jail, and they like force him into the bathroom to like look at his genitals, which was really awful really awful scene and and then so then we're introduced to sheriff locks who's also a terrible human being who as i had said had warned um or no wait okay okay yeah so like so then brandon was sexually assaulted right and so then we meet sheriff locks that's when we meet him and he like basically makes a strong implication that it is brandon's fault that he got raped and there was all these like i mean again i heard the original audio and it's and it's exactly it's pretty exact it's very exact it's very similar to what they did in the movie um i think they did a good job doing that 
And it was very disturbing, you know, and it's like the entire time you're listening to this guy who's like, well, I don't understand why they didn't touch your vagina if it was there. And you're like, what is wrong with you? Like what? You know, like in this uh, what i can't even have the words for it i'm just like upset over it like it's just horrible this guy is just sitting there blaming someone for being sexually assaulted and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you i don't care what gender they are or what gender they feel like they are this was against their will this was not consensual i have a question about that because i didn't actually understand that scene okay in the way that you're describing it right now so he was so lana's mom kicked out john and tom Mm -hmm. and then told lana she she basically called brandon an it and said i don't want it in my house yeah so brandon left made me hate lana's mom even john yeah well yeah she's pretty awful the inability for these people to see him as a human is astounding it's wild and so um so he went outside to leave and john and tom intercepted him drove him out to the middle of nowhere assaulted him and said it was like a factory or something yeah like a grain yeah something like like a farm area or something and uh said afterwards if you don't tell anyone about this we'll all be friends again if you do we'll shut you up for good yeah so they threatened his life basically and when I saw that scene in the police station, I think I m- misconstrued it a little bit until today when you just started talking to me about it. Because I thought Brandon was repeatedly saying he wasn't raped, but the story didn't line up. And the cop was like, you're telling me that they just pulled your pants down, but didn't assault you? And I, yeah, yeah so I think you are misunderstanding I it. Wonder, yeah. So in my mind, I thought the cop was like, "This isn't my first rodeo. You're not telling me the truth. I need you to tell me the truth." Um, and that's kind of how I took the scene, where he just this the cop was just like so incredulous that, like, I know you were raped. You know you were raped. Why aren't you telling me that you were raped? But I guess I totally misunderstood it. Okay. So I think the best way to describe it is if you separate this conversation into two different parts. So the first part is about the bathroom scene. And that's when he's going, oh, so they pulled down your pants, but they didn't put a finger inside you. They didn't touch you. That, so that's what he's talking about with that so part. He- he's trying to make it seem like they didn't do anything that bad exactly Ah, exactly and then the second part is he's like okay so what happened to you and then brandon's like they he says something like they went into my vagina or something like that he's like mumbling whispering it okay um it's obviously very traumatizing i can't even imagine And, and the sheriff is just like just basically very condescending and talking down to him like okay well like what you know are you sure this happened blah 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 yeah so that's does that make more sense that makes more sense now i i can as soon as you sort of said it that way i was like okay i get how he was saying it like these are nice boys they couldn't possibly have done that well i mean i think he knew that they weren't nice boys they went to prison i'm just saying but the reality of it is is that he warned them before this whole thing happened or or after this whole thing happened and went to john and tom and said guess what boys you got a rape charge against you and they were like okay well we're gonna take care of this then and that's what exactly what they did yeah so i mean if sheriff locks had a fall from 
grace or whatever you want to call it and he ended up going from a sheriff to a bus driver there's a reason that he did because he was a bad person and yeah. he deserved with like he deserved to fall from grace because like that you can like have some empathy you're a cop i know like it doesn't this is your job. matter if someone's a male or female they're yeah. still a human being exactly so or transgender me, I, or anything they're still a human being you yeah know? i have i have no good feelings towards sheriff locks and i don't feel sorry for him i think karma bit him in the ass and i am not saying there's anything wrong with being a bus driver at all but i am saying that you went from like the top head honcho of your town to not being that anymore because you fucked up <laughs> you know so maybe have some empathy there's an idea crazy Ugh, i just i can't um so so yeah so then so then like john and Th so john and tom after they had assaulted brandon had taken him to like their house to like clean up right and he escaped out the window which i thought was really smart yeah me too i'm not sure if that's something i would have thought of you yeah, know I don't think um, so. yeah and like and so goes to candace's place and like candace lets i wrote down that candace lets him shower and burn photos of john and tom um well him and lana were gonna run away yeah at first yeah, yeah. and then i think lana started chickening out yeah well, and also there's a scene... Oh, wait, no, that was after, sorry. The, yeah. That was okay. after he was at Candace's house. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, Lana's mom tells John that... Okay, so apparently in this movie, what they had is Lana's mom say that they were in charge for... There's a sexual assault charge against them. Yeah. Instead right, of the yeah. sheriff doing it. Um, and what John said, and I wrote this down because I was like, what the hell... He said, if I want to rape someone, I have Mallory, the the mother of his of his daughter. Uh, he said that. I heard the line, but I didn't know who Mallory was. I yeah. was like, am I supposed to know who Mallory is? Yeah, Mallory's oh. the, the mother of his oh, daughter. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> who? I can't. <laughs> I can't. I yeah. can't get into it. I'll get so upset over this. Like, It's bad. Uh, it's really bad. So, anyway... Um, so yeah so then they're talking about running away together and um and like then there's just this horrendously tragic scene where lana witnesses brandon just be shot in the head point blank and like this is a graphic and she like all i could think and and candace too so mm -hmm. candace and then the baby is right I mean, there that shot was like so sad <sighs> like it's so sad because first you see brandon get shot point blank then you see candace get shot yeah and then john and tom leave and lana kind of like collapses on the ground next to brandon and you just see the baby standing there i know crying i was really mad that the next day when lana's mom came to get her because lana was kind of like passed out next to the body i was really mad that the filmmakers didn't have them also get the baby I yeah thought i thought that, that was kind of weird lazy filmmaking and they like me too. missed it or something and that made me mad because i was like you had the, a really powerful shot the night before of this baby just standing there crying and the next day you can't even have them just pick the baby up i and feel walk like out. i feel like they did though i remember that happening did that not happen oh maybe i i, I must have imagine it happened i wrote fuck lana's mom in big <laughs> letters um so 
I all I could think of is when Lana was lying. She was like lying draped on Brandon's body. That like the next morning she might wake up, think that it was all a dream, and then realize like that you'd have like, to re- you'd that made me, it again. like yeah, yeah that got me like really emotional, and then realize like it all ha- it all was real, and I'm just like. You know, and the thing is that that drives me nuts is that John went to Lana's mom's place. She doesn't have a name. She doesn't have a name in the movie. Yeah, it's just Lana's, Lana's mom. Because I looked it up and I was like, what is Lana's mom's name? And I was like, oh, Lana's mom. Okay. So he went there and he's like, where's Brandon? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and she's like, he's over at Candace's place. I was like, just well, lie to him. That's true. Just lie to him. But he threatened her with a gun as well. Yeah. And I, I understand that. But I also think like. You lie to him. Say, you, uh, like, you know, be like, I don't know. I Just, would, that's all no, you say. I yeah, don't know. Say, Why would I, I know where Brandon know. is? Yeah. I, he, I wouldn't let him back in my house. Yeah. yeah I like, agree. He could be anywhere. I don't yeah. know where he is. Yeah. Just you don't have to give a specific. Like, I just didn't understand. And I, like, I get that she was being threatened. But I also think like, to me, I think that there was a nefarious reason behind it, that she just didn't care what happened to well, Brandon. Well, I think so, too, because I think she was thinking he was corrupting yeah, Lana, Lana. right? And without even, she never talked to Lana about it. She never leveled with Lana. She just automatically made all kinds of assumptions. Right. And wanted, I think she, she probably did want him to, like, be taught a lesson, not necessarily to be killed. Right. But I also think she did have, like, a shot of humanity when she was sitting in their living room with them and i think it occurred to her that they actually did rape brandon i think for like a co- that's why she left i think for a little bit like her humanity took over and she was like oh these guys are garbage yeah and they did something horrible but at the same time self-preservation and you know not understanding transgender i think that also yeah. worked in her to be like and this you know. happened 30 years ago, you mm-hmm. know, and this was, I mean, like, that's crazy. I also, um, what I thought was really heartbreaking, too, was that Brandon called her mom. Yeah. I yeah. was like, <sighs> so sad. I know. It's interesting how everyone accepted him and then turned on a dime. Yeah. When he, I, I do, like, on one small, minuscule level, I can see where it would be shocking if the person you knew as a male was not necessarily who you thought they would be. And he lied about like having a kid that he was paying child support to. Yeah. And and he told a few lies that were basically harmless. Mm -hmm. But all those lies together, I can sort of see in one on one hand, if you were like, what else is this person lying about? Like if you don't understand transgender, people you might think that they're hiding from the law you might think all this so i could see how maybe those thoughts would go through your head at first but that is in no way it does not give you any right to sell out their position so they get injured or turn a blind eye if they get raped i just mean like initially the shock makes a little bit of sense to me like candace I don't think Candace had any nefarious motives, but she was really like, I think very, very shocked at the lies. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and then obviously the homophobia came into it with the other characters and the transgender phobia and all that transphobia, I guess you'd call it. Um, and, and that there's no excuse for that, but I'm just saying like on a very surface basic level i can understand them being maybe a little upset at first because they you know this person that you thought you knew is lying about so many things but like 
to totally wipe their be, humanity out, yeah. of the, out of the equation and is so ridiculous like it's so crazy to me to be like well this person just isn't a person and they yeah you know i mean that being angry at someone for lying to you could be about any gender you know i think well, that, that's what i mean i think yeah i think it was the compounding of lies that, that yeah. could co- sort of make them be like is this person cheating us right right you know right. well i think also too is that you just don't know what this person might be capable of mm-hmm. and then i think it's the extra shock of finding out that john and tom aren't really who they think like how who they think they are so i think it's the extra shock of realizing that you knew who john and tom were all along and you just <laughs> yeah. accepted it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or excuse their behavior yeah, or whatever exactly. yeah yeah and you know i mean they've been we don't know why they were in prison it was never said um and that being said that doesn't necessarily mean that someone who is in prison cannot get their life together or you know like people make mistakes all the time and that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't be a better person once they get out or whatever or become better in in prison you know did you ever see american history x no okay that actually might be a good movie to review it's very intense but it's, it's good i saw it like a long time ago but it's about this neo-Nazi that goes to prison after he kills someone. And um, basically, his time in prison makes him become a lot more empathetic and realize that he doesn't want to follow the neo-Nazi, um, you know, lifestyle. So, what I'm trying to say is that I think that anyone is capable of redemption or absolution or whatever you want to call it, as long as you are willing to make that you know change in that sacrifice so so we don't but what i'm trying to say is i don't know why tom and john were in prison to begin with and it could have been rape Mm -hmm. before we don't know you know and to be honest that doesn't sound out of the realm of possibility it could have had something with john it could have something to do with mallory she's not in his life it seems like you know um so i don't know I don't I don't really know where I was going with that. Where was I going with that? I don't know. But either way, it's the whole just this whole story is just so upsetting because if these people like what you said just had a little bit of empathy towards someone who is a little bit different than them, this whole thing could have been avoided, but mm-hmm. instead it was about humiliating him and making him feel like he was less than human because he was different. And I understand that this was 30 years ago. So this was at it. This was probably at a time when I, I, I'm going to assume that transgenderism, I don't know, transgenderism, is that a word? Is kind of the same, it was in the same like um, kind of spot as like uh, homosexuality, where it was in the DSM, whatever, you know, diagnostic. Um, you know the the mental illness they considered it a mental illness so it could have only recently with maybe the past decade with you know as far as 93 goes been not considered a mental illness not saying that that's not okay that's okay for people to react that way but i am saying that i think i i i have to remind myself to look at it through the lens of it being from the early 90s you know and things were so different then again that does not make it okay 
for you to not have empathy towards another human being. Um, but it's, it's just such a complicated and sad and fucked up and just like upsetting story. And, you know, this guy was just this person trying to survive and trying and like feeling like I cannot imagine the frustration of feeling like you were in the wrong body, especially during that time, you know, and like it is bad enough being a woman and having a period like I hate my period. <laughs> and who likes it? No one does, you know, but then you identify as a man and then you have that. I mean, like I, I would feel like that would just make you feel so emasculated, you know, and so frustrated and just terrible and and it's something you can't control you know it's just it's gonna happen whether or not you want it to so anyway um i did want to i did write some down of the true story yeah so i wanted to kind of talk about that so uh tina and tammy when they were younger were actually sexually assaulted by their uncle when they were kids so how come it's always uncles (sighs) I don't know. I was thinking about, I, weirdly, I was thinking about that recently and how extra disgusting it is because it's like, not only is it pedophilia, but it's incest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. Is it weird that there's that many gross people in the world that would do that to a child that they're related to? Like, what is wrong with people? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I mean, anyway, I don't know. I just... Like, why is it always uncles that do that? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, so, the 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 rape kit that was done on Brandon was later lost. Oh, sounds mm. like I knew who lost it. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh well, that's convenient. Yeah. Um, so they shot originally Brandon in the stomach, and then noticed he was alive and stabbed him in the chest. Oh, I saw in the movie they did stab him in the movie as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom stabbed him, I think. But it sound it sounded like he was still alive. Ugh, so, gosh, oh yeah. Um, Lana had dis- uh, there was a lawsuit against Boys Don't Cry um, that said that Brandon did not say he was hermaphrodite. So I don't oh. know. Yeah, I I guess she also felt like she wasn't portrayed very nicely. Um, that she felt like she was portrayed like as white trash, and she didn't like that. So uh, there's that. I didn't think that. I thought that there were uh, white trash aspects of some of the characters, but mm-hmm. I thought her and Candace were portrayed mostly fine i thought they were I didn't just think that they seemed trashy women. yeah like I young thought that women you know lana seemed like she was maybe uh on the road to being an alcoholic yeah da- yeah but yeah, I'd say i that's didn't i accurate, didn't think yeah. that they seemed trashy at all i thought john and tom and the mom seemed trashy yeah i didn't i didn't Based really on their especially actions, yeah <laughs> I, I didn't really candace and i agree with you candace yeah. and lana i kind of just got like early 20s they're yeah. just young women. Young women you in know? a very boring town. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they... <laughs> this made me laugh because I was like, how fucking stupid are you? They threw their weapons and the gloves onto a frozen river. <laughs> onto. Oh, boy. Yeah. It was found right away. <laughs> oh, and the sheath. So you want to hear the, the best part about this? The sheath for the knife 
had John's name on it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's like that story in Idaho last fall about those college students who were killed they found oh, a knife right. yeah next to one of them did they ever find and out that's who how did they that? found well they found a guy whose dna was on the knife knife sheath and he's been indicted but i don't think his trial is until the fall because i was sort of keeping oh, okay. up on it because it was such a disturbing and sad story yeah so I, God, that happened if, last year in november yeah so oh, whenever God. a new story like i check the facebook news every you know like every day and whenever there's a news story about that i'll kind of peruse it because i i read the police report for that and it's astounding how they found him like nothing is secret anymore there's no such thing as off the grid no. uh if you're gonna commit a crime you're gonna be found and that's that because i read through the police report and they had notes on so many of his locations with cell phone pings he turned his cell phone off for like an hour and a half when the crime was committed. They saw him driving down the road. They saw him drive one way down the road, drive another way down the road, drive down, the, you know, like it was, it's crazy. It's like the amount of intel they got was like, I mean, good. No, it's <laughs> like good. I mean, it's good. It's just not, like, it's like, he doesn't it, need to be on the streets. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like big brother exists and in and this case watching. in this case that's good news but i don't know if that's good news all over the place but i am saying like nothing is secret yes ever yeah anymore yeah. so um so also in true crime cases she mentioned that john and tom were having a binge drinking uh were binge drinking for several days before killing brandon oh my gosh yeah so they were I would not say they were probably in the right headspace, is my best guess. If you're binge drinking for like hours and hours on end, you're probably just drunk the entire time for days and days on end. You know, you're, it's going to be some dead brain cells in there. Um, something, liver. That, something that really broke my heart was that the headstone for Brandon says daughter, sister, and friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, that is really sad. And I was like, okay. Um, did, did Brandon's parents not accept him? as transgender um so i kind of let's see um it, it seems like initially no but as time went on kind of that's oh, okay. kind of what I, I didn't write a lot about her but her name's joanne brandon um she sued richardson county and sheriff locks for failing to protect him and she won oh, nice. she won eighty thousand dollars wow uh, there was, I guess there's some back and forth with that. I didn't write out the whole thing because I just really wanted to kind of just give the basics. But, um, and yeah, so Lana did not continue the relationship after finding out that Brandon was transgender. Um, but that, so that's pretty much it. That's pretty, that's all the things I have. But I thought, <laughs> like, you throw the weapons on on a frozen river like what is gonna happen it's not gonna sink to the bottom it's frozen i just there's something about a dumb criminal that i'm like like it it's like like fills me this like shot in fright where i'm like <laughs> you're so stupid <laughs> like you're so stupid and um yeah yeah that's and that's pretty much i think that's all i have to say about the movie i um so anyway would you recommend the movie oh i are you done i saw you throw away your notes so you assume yeah okay um 
Yeah, I I think I would uh, at least the first three fourths of it. I think it's it's well acted. I think Peter Sarsgaard, Hilary Swank, masterclass performances. I For think sure. um, I like Peter Sarsgaard. I think he has kind of a creepiness. Not in the, I'm not saying I like his character. I just like him as an actor. He has sort of a creepiness to him that I really enjoy in his roles and. Um, yeah, and he does. I, I think that he does a really good job, and I think Hillary Swank was amazing in this movie, and um, it's really, really a well-made movie. I would hesitate to recommend this to certain people because the ending is so violent, yes, and graphic, and um, so I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again. Same, um, but I do see why it got the accolades that it did because it's it is um it's a very sad story it's difficult to watch and uh so that's why i'm like hesitant to be like yeah i would totally recommend it i don't i don't know i yeah, don't i was i was crying during the sexual assault I was, scenes i was like it was wrecked i, I was, was wrecked you know i've talked about wind river before mm-hmm. and i was texting mike prior to the movie starting because I was like, I don't know if I want to watch a movie with a violent sexual assault. And, you know, and he was like, well, maybe you're thinking of the Wind River assault scene, which makes me hesitate to recommend Wind River to anyone because I think that scene is so jarring. And um, and he said, well, you know, the movie's a lot older than Wind River, so maybe it won't be quite as on the edge. And it is quite graphic it's, it's yeah you yeah, know so it um, is it's so i i would it's a long I would scene definitely too. warn anybody i don't i you know i i think it's on i think it's unfortunate that they had to do that because i think that an implied rape scene would would maybe make the movie a little bit more we give it a wider range i think and i like i said i waffle back and forth on if something like that is necessary and they were trying to tell a specific a specific story that's really tragic, so I understand why they did it, but I, I do think it hinders me wanting to recommend it. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Um, well, I have to say, first of all, I'm very glad I've finally seen this film, because I've heard about it before, and it was something I'd kind of always been a little bit curious about, and then we decided that we wanted to do that for the month of June, for Pride Month. Um and so I'm kind of I'm in the same boat you are basically I would recommend it but I would be I would always say like with the caveat of there is sexual assault scene so you know you can watch this if you want but I would just be very aware of what you might get into and how it may affect you and so um, other than that I think that uh, Hillary Swank did a great job it's an emotional it's a well done film it's a very well done film so yes i would recommend it but again it's it's heavy so anyone who watches it is going to need to be prepared to know what they're getting into before they get into it yeah if you like our podcast uh go to itunes please give us five stars it helps us out and thank you so much to mike myers for our theme music yeah you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thank you mike thanks mike Bye-bye.